Hello friends, wherever you may be joining us from, and welcome to the third instalment of Murder She Didn't Write on the Wireless, the improvised murder mystery play that is being recorded and created live from the homes of Degrees of Era Theatre Company, inspired and guided by you, our audience, and of course, made up entirely on the spot. My name is Detective Genevieve Foxcroft, and I am recounting to you the case of the pogo stick. Last episode, we left our suspects, as we must now call them, having just discovered the body of Reverend Algernon Blue in his tent, impaled through the eye with a pogo stick and covered in sand. But who did the terrible deed? Over the last week, you have been voting on who you would like to be the murderer. Now, we have all seen the results of this poll, but for suspense-related reasons, we won't be announcing them until our tale has reached its conclusion. So for now, do enjoy the third instalment of The Case of the Pogo Stick. What's this? It looks like the tent's been gashed from toe to tip with some kind of knife. Uh, Look over here. There's footprints in this sand going towards the edge of the... Someone's burrowed under the side of the tent. A burrow and a gash in the tent. And that's quite big footprints. (gasps) Tiger footprints. I'm back. The pigeons have taken flight. Oh, my goodness. A tiger in the camp. There can't be a tiger in Egypt. You don't think a tiger did that with the pogo stick, do you? Well, looking closer at the Reverend's face, I can see it must have been put in with quite some force. Maybe by someone with a large, stocky build. The only person with a large, stocky build is... Uh, Well... Well, I mean, I do, but I haven't done anything. Just because I'm large and stocky, there's no need to victimise me. I'm terribly sorry. And anyway, it can't have been one of us. You don't think the killer could still be here in the camp, do you? Oh, my goodness. Hold my curvaceous body, Monty. Oh. No. I I tell you what, I'll uh, I'll read something from the Reverend's Bible. That'll calm us all down. It'll be respectful over the body, like. Uh, Let me just go to his pew over here and... uh, Wait a minute. This this isn't a Bible. This Hey This this is your book, Pinky. Bones. Ain't they lovely? What? Why has he got that in here? And it's full of crispy sand. I mean crunchy sand. Goldie, please take that sand out of your mouth. It's evidence. Oh, well, I just had to check if it was crispy or crunchy, and I can confirm it is both. I find this very confusing. Well, not as confusing as I have find. Your book is already written. What are you doing here? That's a good point, actually. Uh, This is a a rewrite of sorts. I was doing a deluxe version for my most avid readers. Let me just um, gather these pages up here. I I shall put this somewhere safe. Uh, Anyway, uh... there is an intruder on the loose. Oh, God. We should search the camp and make sure they're not still here. Goldie, Monty, I want you to patrol the perimeter together. Priscilla, myself, will patrol the inner Yes, it's a very good idea. Let's start in your tent. Oh, oh Monty, I'm, I'm very scared. Maybe you should put your arm around me. I need to have my arms about me in case anyone strikes. Well, 
it looks like there's no sign of anyone here at the drop, just sign of droppings. Do you mind if I go while I'm here? It's just, you know, I'm very nervous, all the excitement. Well, very well, I'll turn away. No need. Oh. Greta, the, I hate to have to ask you this, but seeing as Professor did think that someone of a slightly firmer build must have done this, you, you didn't bear any ill will towards the Reverend, did you? What? Me and the Reverend? Oh, no, no, we got on just fine. Just fine. Back, back, spawn of Satan. How dare you defile the pew that I had specifically brought all the way from my parish in Sussex here to the Egyptian deserts to remind me of what it's like to sit on hard, uncomfortable wooden things inside of a church. Well, I'm very sorry, Reverend. Don't think I don't know that you told Mossy I have feelings for him. So you decided to come in here and deface my pew? Typical Episcopalian behaviour. Episco what? No, I didn't pisco on it. I just wrote on it. I wanted you to realise how angry I was. Well, I realise quite how angry you are, and I hope you realise that you've angered your way out of a job. Do you know how terribly hard it is to find employment when a priest keeps on following you around, cursing you and trying to exercise you? Well, you're about to find out where's my holy water. Well, you know, I could have sworn the other day I had heard you causing a right stink with him, but <laughs> seems the only stink being caused is right now. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's right. Well, I'm all done here. <laughs> uh, anyway, Monty, I mean, obviously, you would never do anything as dastardly as do a murder because you're a gentle soul and uh, very handsome to boot, but... Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> you two never really did get along, did you? I don't know what you mean. We got along perfectly fine. <laughs> In fact, uh, I thought we were starting to form quite the bond. <laughs> Enough about me. Surely we should continue patrolling. Right you are. Right behind you. Psst, Priscilla. Psst, Priscilla. What? Here, take this. Arm yourself with this brush. I'll use this gun. One more time, what was that? Oh, giving me the silent treatment, are you? Not again. Well, it's a good job because we can jump on any intruders we find. This is locked and loaded, baby. Time to open up and see if anyone's inside my tent. On the count of three. One. Hello, hello, hello. Well, you've ruined the element of surprise there, Priscilla. One, <coughs> two. Why are we counting? Oh, we should really count down, shouldn't we? Three, two, one. Why you have to do all the counting? I want to feel like I'm doing something. You know, if we just stand outside this tent and argue, Priscilla, we're not going to find any evidence. You're right, I'm sorry. After you. Oh, yeah! Just kick-assed into this tent. Well, surprise, surprise, there's no one here. Absolutely reeks. I don't know what you keep in here. Open jars of elephant dung. Ah, yes. It's what keeps me youthful. And over there, gone off molasses. It's what keeps me youthful. And over there, why? 
I know that smell. That's tiger urine. Yeah, I bet you know the smell of that, don't you, Priscilla? As a matter of fact, I do, which is why I know that's not a woolly mammoth that you've got down in that dig site. That is nothing more than a tiger in a cheap fur coat. Oh, yeah? Prove it, Priscilla. First, it was the Reverend who came at me with that accusation. That's plainly a tiger in an old fur coat. Professor, what are you trying to pull? Oh, no. You've worked it out. Listen, Reverend, you wouldn't tell on an old gal for putting a tiger in a fur coat, burying it a few hundred feet underground, would you? You must be joking. Telling on people is half of my profession. I'm writing a letter to the Pope right now. Dear Please. Pope. No, 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 Please. that's too you familiar. Know. You know I value the scientific advice of the Pope. I need his validation for this project. And the money, obviously. Once I write this letter and find the correct term of address for the Pope, then you will be kicked off of this dig, and you will never work as a church-funded scientist ever again. No! He lived in the Vatican, and I don't think the Reverend knew that. You're right, I bet he didn't, and that's how you've thwarted his plans. But I know all about you, Professor Violet, and I'm going to take this story to the masses. <laughs> you just try! We're in the desert, and it doesn't look like any of us are leaving any time soon. Oh, here we are then, the medical tent. Oh, well, nothing looks like it's been disturbed at all, this lab coat, it, it looks exactly the same as Lady Violet's lab coat, but she only has one lab coat. I don't understand. Why are there two lab coats? Oh, that, that is strange. I'll just take a seat down here on this bed and, uh, oh, I'm sitting on something hard. What is it? Oh, oh it's not me. It's not you. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's a book. It's the Reverend's Bible. Oh. What's that doing in the medical tent? Don't know. I mean, there the twain shall meet. There's something written in it. I mean, there's quite a lot written in the Bible. No, no handwriting, not God writing. Man oh. hand, not God hand. Let me have a look. It says, to my dearest son, I'm sorry, but he didn't have a son. Because they are, they, they, they call everyone my child, don't they? Oh, that's right. Oh, you're so clever, Mossy. Why don't you come and sit down here next to me on this bed? I don't know if now is the time for doing things like sitting, Greta. I mean, <sighs> we checked every tent. You do know what this means. What? Well, there are no tracks leaving the camp. No. There hasn't been a sandstorm. No. All tracks are still visible. Yep. So if there are no tracks leaving the camp, yep. that means the killer is one of us. Oh, oh my goodness me! And I know full well it's not me. Oh, of course, it wouldn't be you and it's not me. That means it's... Oh no, we better go find them quick and make sure they don't escape. Shh! The winds are picking up. I wish you wouldn't whistle quite so loudly in my ear. I am searching for something. Priscilla, what have you found? I found absolutely nothing. Oh, God, if I don't find that, that's all of my evidence gone. 
be a shame if you were to look rather guilty at a time like this, with a backstory like yours. I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Myself and the Reverend might have had our differences in the past, but that's all behind us now. I really don't see what you're getting cross about, Priscilla. It's just a piece of cake. Just a piece of cake? Just a piece of cake? Don't you think I can see what you're doing, Reverend? Bringing me a tiger cake on the anniversary of my husband's disappearance? You are taunting me. It's worse than that. This tiger cake has peanut butter flavoured icing. You didn't. I did. I knew all about your husband's terrible peanut allergy. The tiger business was just a red herring. You put peanut butter flavoured icing on your wedding cake, and as soon as he took a bite, he went into deadly anaphylactic shock. If you tell anyone about this, I'll shop you to the Vatican for what you've been doing with Professor Violet. How dare you threaten to blackmail me as I'm threatening to blackmail you? That's altogether too convoluted. I knew you didn't get on. I think that's an awfully strong word for it. Besides, looks like we're both in the same boat here after all. Incorrect again, Priscilla. This is a tent. There they are. I can see the shadows moving about. I, if I peer quickly, yes, I've just seen Lady Violet's flaps. Oh, God, this is very intense. <laughs> it is intense. Listen, why don't you go in there first? You're the strong, brave one. I'll hold back here. Yes, quite right. Yes, I'll go in first. You just stay there and, you know, look after your lovely face. Yes, bye now. Hello! Miss Pinky! Miss Violet, it's me, Greta. Just, just coming to see how you're getting on. We're looking for evidence about the murder. Now, while she's busy, I can sneak into the tent and find out exactly what it was that the Reverend gave me. Oh, it's nice to be back in my own tent. Let me see. What? It's gone. Will we ever find out what was in this mysterious package? Oh, Reverend, why did you give it to me? And why were you so horrible to me the last time we spoke? What do you mean you won't adopt me? Well, it just w w wouldn't be appropriate. Also, it's rather sudden. I mean, this is the first time we've seen each other in ooh, 40 years. But you call me my child. I, I, I call everybody my child. It's part of being a priest. It's certainly ridiculous for you to suddenly have gotten the idea into your head that you're my biological son that I had when I was very young and abandoned 40 years ago. Don't call me ridiculous. Well, I'm sorry, but it's just... Could, could you imagine any other word for the bastard son of a priest who 40 years later would meet his father on the site of a faux mammoth dig in the Egyptian desert. It's, it's preposterous. Well, I never said that I thought you were my actual father. I just wanted you to be my father and... God damn it, I wish I'd never met you. 
I hate you. Oh, I wonder if I overreacted. The dig site. Well, if somebody really has stolen my dossier of evidence against Professor Violet, I'm sure if I can photograph that carcass down there, I'll be in with a chance of selling this story. Oh, this is much deeper than I realised. Uh, I need to find a, a ladder or an ice pick or something. What do we have around here? Oh, I was not expecting to see you here, Goldie. Hello. I, I was just, you know, doing a final lap. Just, uh, I was not creeping up on you, trying to restrain you or anything. Oh, sure. Uh, you have been my trusted assistant for many years. Why on earth would you double-cross me now? <laughs> because I think you're a murderer. What? That's right. I think you're a murderer, and you're not to take another step towards me, or I'll, uh, I'll push you in that pit. Goldie, think about what you're saying. Have I not been a good employer to you? No, you've been horrible. Really horrible. That's what makes me think you're probably a murderer. So you just well, stay there until the police get here. I know I make you do everything for me, and I did ignore you for 14 months and for various other stretches. But come on now. You're the only person I can trust here, Goldie. You have to trust me back. Nope, will not. You're going to stay here until the police get here. End of story. Ah-ha! Ah! Watch you both. You trying to take a long exposure photo of my hole, were you, Priscilla? And Retta, pushing Priscilla in my hole. Oh, no, I wasn't going to push her in the hole. I was just keeping her near the hole until the police arrived. Would anyone just take a step back from me and that hole? I'll take a step on your face, Priscilla, with my karate moves. Uh, uh, I'll in your karate you. moves. Everybody just yeah. calm down. The police will be here soon. They'll sort it out. <laughs> no. Goldie, get your hands off me. Uh, what oh, a oh, oh. flying kick. Ah! My God, she's gone so high. <laughs> Freeze! <laughs> I am the police. And I'm here to solve this case. Oh, my God. A number of carrier pigeons had reached me at the headquarters of the Egypt National Police in Cairo. Although they weren't carrying any written messages, the sheer number of birds merited investigation. And so I mounted a camel convoy, released the birds back into the sky and tracked them across the desert to the archaeological site in Lesser Rajasthan. There I found this standoff, a scene of disarray and chaos, unbecoming to the English abroad. I secured the crime scene, I inspected the evidence, I separated and interviewed each of the suspects, and I found the killer. But who do you think was the cold-blooded murderer on this occasion? Distinguished friends, please leave your comments below and tell us who you think did it. And join us next week for the fourth and final instalment of The Case of the Pogo Stick.